Today I talked to Lyle Sidney on March 8th, 2021. Lyle runs Fox Valley Comedy, where he puts together local comedy shows. Five, four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? But why not? What's up, friends? We're back. We're live. We're at Bare Bones brand new tap room, Bare Bones Brewery out of Oshkosh. Just opened a new tap. Is it open, open, right? But they didn't do a grand opening yet? Right. Thursdays through Sundays, I think are open right now. Yep. So they just opened a new spot downtown Menasha. That's where we are. I'm here with Lyle Sidney of Fox Valley Comedy. And uh, you were recently quoted in the New York Times saying that the Fox Valley comedy scene is the most explosive in the country. Right it now. is. is that- it is. I actually, so I, I, I run at an open mic once a month at Bare Bones Brewery in Oshkosh. And we had like three comics drove up from Milwaukee to that. And I was telling them about all, the, you know, the open mics that are open and they're just like uh, down, founded. Um, we have, there's seven between Green Bay, Green Bay to Oshkosh, there's seven open mics. Most of them are weekly. There's two that are one just once a month. Um, but it's growing. There's people that, um, there's there's a couple people that really wanted to see and grow, and I'm one of them. So yeah. like I, I do some things to keep track of the, the open mics. I put it on my website so people have a list. To, so they ever wonder, is, is there a mic on a Wednesday? They can just go straight to the website to the open mic page and they can find out what what open mics comedy open mics or what nights obviously kidding about the new york times but really there is a lot going on in the comedy scene there kind of has been even pre you know quarantine um past couple years there's just been some hungry people some people in the scene it's really kind of as far as I can see, like a community effort, and I've wanted to have you on here for a while, so. Go yeah, ahead. you've probably asked me at least three times, and then I started getting passive aggressive comments from you when, when you heard it, like, Fox Cities Magazine interviewed me, and yeah. like, well, why don't you let me interview you? Like, you know, here's the thing, like, I, and I've told you, you know, like, it's better to have an entertainer, they're more interesting. I'm not interesting, I'm not on the stage, I'm not a comedian, like, I'm, you know, I'm behind the scenes kind of a guy, yeah. like, I do the marketing and the producing and all of that like but um you know you and i have i think had a friendship over the years so it's it's easy to talk with you you know uh, a business you know and a friendship kind of grown so it's it's easy so yeah but since you asked me i got two other people asked me to be on their their stinking podcast so <laughs> like right now like the reason i'm doing it like i'm doing anything anything that is um available because marketing during a pandemic is tough and i have not booked any shows i just i tried a couple you know march you know pandemic hit in last march uh, shut everything down and in september i tried a couple test shows because people were starting to go out covid numbers were were down you know last you know august july august so um booked a couple shows and like did not sell tickets well the the shows were great the the people that came to the shows they all gave me compliments and the comedians did well and but we could not sell tickets like as i lost a lot of money a couple those couple shows so i just kind of shut everything down till after the new year and we'll see how you know see how the new year's how the covid numbers were after the holidays and we'll and then see what the president the new you know what how the presidential election can affect the economy 
and um, everything else. So, yeah. um, with vaccines coming, you know, out now, um, they, you know, COVID numbers are continuing to go down. Like, decided to to look at, you know, April and May to to start booking shows again. So, um, so yeah, it's hopeful. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm glad that the uh, blood writing on your window that I put yeah. got you to finally come on the show. <laughs> um, so now you're booking shows again. Why don't you kind of explain what is Fox Valley Comedy? You're, you're relatively new, um, but kind of explain what it is that you guys do. Yeah. So about two years old, I book comedy shows at different venues. I, you know, can, um, I'm pretty mobile. I can go anywhere. Um, I also, if somebody needs a comedian for an event, for uh, a corporate event, Christmas party, a fundraiser, you know, I'll um, find a, a good fit, a comedian through my network of, of comedians that I know of and, um, you know, meet their need. Uh, but what I, the main thing that I do is we have some ongoing shows, you know, pre-COVID we had ongoing shows at Appleton Beer Factory, you know, on college in downtown Appleton and um, Bare Bones Brewery in Oshkosh. So those are the two main venues that I booked ongoing shows. You know, about every four to six weeks we had shows going on and like the 2019, right before COVID, we sold out 11 out of 12 shows and I was very happy and it was, I was very cocky. Like, and so I, because like, my, I don't think you were that cocky. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out. So I got cocky <laughs> as in, I'm like, I booked out for six months mm -hmm. in 2020, like through the whole spring and summer. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happened and I had to cancel like eight shows like that I already had pre-planned and everything. And so, you know, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, things were going really well. The comedy scene was was like it had a huge um, growth spurt in 2019 in the Fox Valley area. Um, had a lot of just core comedians that really cared about the scene. Um, there's there's a handful that also book shows themselves, so th so they would produce shows. You know, there's a difference. Some book and some produce. So booking is basically you um a venue like a bar says on a comedy night send me three comedy send me three comedians every month and um and i'll the bar will pay that price for them and i you know the booker will do the research and find a good fit of three comedians that can you know headlines so i do a little bit longer set feature you know like i'm you know medium sized set you know 20 30 minutes and then um uh, a host will open the show with, you know, usually like 10 or 15 minutes and, um, and send him to that venue and, he, and then doesn't have to show up. But where I, I come in, like I produce shows as in I do everything. So, um, I bring in the sound equipment, I bring in the spotlights, you know, I set up the tables and chairs and sweep the floor and wipe everything down. And, um, I do the marketing, do all the social media and, um, at, you know, like, um, graphic creation but one thing I felt like kind of like Fox Valley comedy kind of was um, a little bit set apart is I started hiring like artists to do my posters because I can make a like you know I can make an okay comedy show poster but I decided like I do a, a ton of stuff um, online but I also found value in 
just a poster you put you know put on the bulletin board in uh, places around town things like that so I tried to use traditional marketing as well as you know online marketing and so I got two two artists in town graphic artists that um, do some really creative posters and so that's been fun um, having really good artwork um, on in graphics is Jack one of them yeah Jack Heasley who's a comedian yeah an artist that's cool yeah I think he's yeah he started a little bit before I came into the scene two years ago he's probably been doing about three years or so and he's grown he's he just told me he's got he did 40 minutes so that's headlining material like he's got 40 minutes worth of stuff now so but he's a full-time a web designer Mm. he's also very creative and he's got his own style it's very crisp and clean and um and he he designs own style you mean comedy or web design um web design but like um like poster design poster design yeah yeah, yeah. zone aesthetic yeah yeah and um he bakes he does um his artwork and and uh, poster design for free for for other comedians, um, you know, that don't have a budget or anything. And mm-hmm. I pay them because you know I'm making a little bit of money, and I find value in having a good professional look to my you know advertisement and marketing materials. So yeah, so to dive into that a little bit, I think. Um First off, if anybody listening should should go check out Fox Valley Comedy on Facebook and, and your website, learn about the mics, or just check out your shows if one comes to your town or a venue that you're interested in, I think people should check out. You do yeah, a lot right, of fun stuff. Right on the Facebook page, Fox Valley Comedy, um, Facebook page and foxvalleycomedy.com, there's a really nice promotional video oh, I had yeah. I, I hired somebody to do. So <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I did the promotional video. Yeah, I, I get compliments on that all the time. Oh, nice. It turned out awesome. So, you know, which and it's cool that you got footage of uh, a Multiple show venues. at Appleton and a show in Oshkosh to show different types of venues. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that turned out awesome. And you actually worked on that during the pandemic when things were shut down and, yeah. and you know and we had debated back and forth how do we make this so it's a pandemic video like should we say like covid stuff or should we make it for just uh, like post you know covid times mm-hmm. that um and i decided you know let's just make it post covid times because i'm not you know, I'm going to try to be safe and hunker down like during the pandemic. And even the test shows we did in September and upcoming shows, you know, um, we had reduced capacity. We're mm-hmm. taking tables out, taking chairs out, spreading tables out, you know, six, seven feet, um, you know, for asking people like you know, wear masks and come in and just, you know, what, what the, the health department asked for is you know, wear, wear masks, you come in, social distance, you know and you can take your mask off when you're eating and drinking, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing the things that you gotta do for sure. Um, what I do wanna dive into, uh, and I guess maybe say on your behalf is, like you said, like Jack Hazley probably wouldn't charge you for his graphic design, but you pay you pay for it anyway. Um, like, we did that promo video together. You're, you're very thoughtful in terms of how you build out the community aspect of what you're doing, supporting you know artists along the way. You work full time, the Boys and Girls Club. Um, why, why don't we go into that a little bit? Like, how did you go from Boys and Girls Club 
uh, to comedy yeah, and maybe I, where do they intersect? So I actually just left Boys and Girls Club. Oh, really? um, oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's okay. You we can talk about it on a personal that. note. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. I've worked for a couple different youth services organizations for over 15 years. And that's my heart is helping kids. And my wife and I are, are foster parents, Winnebago County. Mm-hmm. And, um, but with, the stress of COVID and everything, you know, we had some, my wife and I had some long talks of, you know, how do we de-stress our lives? Like what's, what's important and what's not important. And, um, you know, working in nonprofit adds extra stress. Like, um, cause you, cause you care, cause I care, you know, I take that stress home with me and I think about those kids and families, you know, all weekend long and like, um, and I, you know, so just looking up, how to make sure that I don't burn out because I, you know, I've at times I can feel myself, you know, burn out, starting to burn out and, you know, be um, short, you know, just short tempered, like not mm-hmm. myself and like losing my joy a little bit, feel overwhelmed or stressed. And so one thing I just decided is take a, take a job um, outside of youth services for a while so I can just go do my job. I come home, I have more mental energy for my wife and my foster kids. And, and then Fox Valley comedy scene is, is an outlet for me. I have fun with it. Like I like doing the marketing. I like, you know, working with the comedians and, um, you know, comedy is important. Like because I have a youth services background, like I, I, I know the research of, you know, what, what, you know, um, the, I've read the studies about what, what happens when you laugh for an hour. Like, it fills your body full of endorphins. It releases the cortisol um, stress hormone and gets it out of your body. Like, it's a, it's a huge. I mean, I always, I love it because, like, all day Sunday, well, yesterday, um, I had a great day. I worked for twelve hours, but you know what? I I still had kind of a high because there was a. There is a, um, a spoken word. You actually interviewed Bess mm-hmm. from Bess Knows Bess. Uh, was that last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah. So I went to that event. Um, she had the spoken word artist, and then I booked her a couple of comedians. And, um, it was a test. No one had ever done that, that we know of. Um, but she had a DJ, too. I kept it fun in, in the interlude times, and um, it was awesome. So just laughing and, you know, for an hour... Like it just makes you feel better, stress relief, and that's what people need right now is a stress relief. So that's why, as soon like as soon as things look like they were getting better with COVID numbers and vaccines, we'll we'll try to do start setting up things again. So mm-hmm. um, we got our first show is going to be April 9th at Barebones Brewery in Oshkosh, and tickets have been selling almost every day this last week. So. Um, I don't know, probably got about a dozen tickets left is all. So that's going to be good. Nice. Like Again, is it April 9th? Yeah. April nice. 9th. Only a dozen and you have three weeks to go. That's summer. Yeah. But we, we're only, that room is only going to be about 30 people. Like for, I reduced for, it. For limiting right. it, yeah, for COVID safety. Limiting it to about 30, 30 seats is all. Okay. Um, like post-COVID or pre-COVID, we fit believe it or not like tabletop um i think our shows we about 75 80 i mean that was a lot of people in that yeah. little because that's it's smaller than here like yeah. you know down to oshkosh that little tap area 
Um, so we, we had a lot of good times. Um, yeah, in an Appleton Beer Factory, April 23rd. So okay. that's a little bit bigger of a room. We can spread things out a little easier there too. And so tickets are on sale for both of those shows at foxvalleycomedy.com. They're both very different, right? Both the shows, like the the Appleton Beer Factory one. Is, yeah, that's what we call a showcase. So it's guys that um, more local guys that are, one, the, the headliner is, um, um, he is out of Madison and other guys are live around Green Bay Appleton area. Actually, we have one guy from Janesville is coming up too. So the, the Appleton Beer Factory one in April is not the one with the girl and the guy. That's not that one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the the co-headliners is April is at Appleton Beer Factory. So, okay. so both of them are going to do like thirty minutes each. So nice. Nate Snell and Natasha Pearl Hansen. She's out of Los Angeles, but she's been um, in the Chicago Madison area um, helping family out recently. And Jake Snell is a he's a full time he. he He's a full-time comedian now. Oh, this is reminding me of something I got to talk about. So, but he, um, Jake is awesome. Um, he's he's been here at Skyline a couple times. Um, and yeah, I was gonna say the name is familiar. But he's also the executive director of Madison Comedy Week, which is an awesome. They have like an eight-day festival. They have comedy shows every night for eight nights all around Madison, and it's just a blast. So, um, you know, so it's funny is getting to know Jake is. So I used to be the boy, the the mentoring director at the Boys and Girls Club, Oshkosh. He used to be the mentoring director at Boys and Girls Club in Madison, mm-hmm. and then um, the other producer in big producer in um, Milwaukee, Matt Kempel. He started Milwaukee Comedy, so that's their business, Milwaukee Comedy, and they used to do kind of what I do, and they still do a little bit. Um, they book sh- comedy shows at different venues all over the city. And um, because there was no comedy sh- club in Milwaukee the last few years, which it's, you know, blew me away when I found that out, like, because um, I'm not originally from this area. Yeah. So, um, so Matt Kempel, he's got two co- um, co-owners and who are both comedians. But Matt Kempel, when he was in college, he used to work at the Boys and Girls Club. So like the guy that does the most producing in Madison, in Milwaukee and Fox Valley, we all used to work for the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Like it was weird. And now we're all booked, you know, dirty comedians. <laughs> that yeah, that is really weird. weird. That's super weird. Yeah. I thought that was so funny when, I, when we kind of made that connection, just getting to know those guys over the years. Cause I'll go to their shows and, and you know, um, try to help each other out and share ideas and throw, you know, we throw each other bones, you know, like, Hey, this comedian was awesome. You should book him down at your venues and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you keep bringing like, you know, more up and coming and from more far out places, comedians from all around. It's pretty interesting. You always seem to find them, you know, you're really good at deciding like, oh, they're, they're going to be here or finding out, I guess they're going to be in Minneapolis. They might do a show here. Yeah. So be- the longer I'm in, in this business, you know, you just kind of stay connected or uh, stay connected every week, you know, just stay connected through Facebook stuff, following different pages and then relationships too. just keeping in touch with people, you know, occasionally just going down to an open mic in Milwaukee and touching base with, you know, people down there, you're going to open, you know, I've gone to shows in, in Madison and you and I went to Milwaukee comedy festival, mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, the last night that was, that was a blast. And, um, 
So just, you know, because I, that's one of my dreams is Fox Valley Comedy Festival. And yeah. I started working on it. I'm like, this is a huge thing. Like I don't have the capital or the time and the energy right now to, to do it well. So I don't want to do a crap, a crappy job. So trying to put it on the shelf for now and doing other, other little things, but it's all going to work towards that, you know, mm -hmm. as, as things do well, you know, as my business does well, I can, you know, start making a little bit of money and that is, you know, my bank account gets that, but I have that money to invest back into doing a comedy festival or bringing in a bigger name, we're getting a bigger name that sells out. Then I have more money to do other ventures and things like that. So, like I say, it's my side business. The money stay goes back into it. Anything, yep. anything I make, you know. But I also, I've gotten compliments from comedians. Like, um, kind of I try to find out what they make at other shows. Or, anyway, as they're doing other shows in the valley and in the state, and um, and I try to pay them, pay them a little more than that. So, um, other Just things. Builds good rapport. And, yeah. yeah. So try to, yeah, that. One, it's the right thing to do. Like, two, it builds, it builds, you know, good rapport. It builds good, um, good reputation. But then also, if I sell out a show and I do well financially, um, I'll, I'll give a bonus. And I, you know, I don't tell them that. Like, I just do it because that's the right thing to do. Like, so. Yeah. No, I think I think you're doing things the right way for sure. And uh, definitely respect the the slow and steady approach so now that you're two years into it obviously with a big speed bump in the middle um do you feel like that festival feels more attainable in the next you know three or whatever years it would be yeah definitely i mean um i just i need a couple things like i need you know i need to to build a team people because I can't do it myself mm -hmm. like the small shows I do almost everything myself either and then um, at the, the day of the show during the, the show I usually have my wife if we can get a babysitter my wife comes in and mans the door and takes tickets and if she can't make it I got a couple other friends that will come work the door and then I'm running around you know making sure the comedians are taken care of making sure the sound and the lighting is taken care of and and helping customers and um, awesome thing too is in the Fox Valley like it's very, very rare. At least at my shows, like I've I've had one heckler uh, out of a couple dozen shows. One, one, was one. Was Appleton Beer Factory? Yeah, girl? you saw her. Yeah, yeah I was there. but her 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 sister apolog profusely apologized. I'm yeah. sorry, she came in drunk. We be, we were drinking vodka before we came to the show. So they're probably down the street at at the martini lounge or something and came to the show and yeah. yeah one thing she didn't let the comedian say she did not like she got belligerent and you know and tried you the know host did a pretty good job of dealing with her i felt yeah i guess i was, I was yeah he, he kept his cool which is which was cool too because you know he was a, he's a young guy in his 20s you know and probably had, hadn't From dealt milwaukee, with milwaukee right yeah he's been in milwaukee and in chicago um, yeah, but he kept his cool, and it was funny, like, um, right when I was dealing with that, like, I went over and, you know, asked if I can help her, like, it asked to talk with her, and she, you know, she told me why she didn't like that joke, and, you know, and, and I apologized and asked if I could, you know, get her, you know, get her some water or some coffee, like, yeah. you know, and, like, I, you know, I offered, said, I offered to give her her money back, and, she, you know, and um, so I gave her a couple 
like talked to her quietly and left and she started getting loud again went and talked to her quietly again and finally like yeah. her sister says I, we got, I got to get her out of here I said thank you but, yeah so that worked out it worked out I didn't have to be bad cup too yeah. much but don't put out there that you're you're that laid back if you heckle at a show right you don't get well i worked back i worked in juvenile you. corrections like i'm like i can be authoritative if i need to i i got a authoritative you know correction officer voice that you know and i'm not afraid of conflict either so yeah like you know so uh, but you have access you know, to that i try to yeah <laughs> But, you know, that's not the, you know, we always want to keep everything chill and, you know, um, not make a scene and do do what's best for, for everybody, not to, you know, ruin the nights of everyone at the show. So. Yeah. But I've been at shows in other cities and people are belligerent and they usually have a 300 pound, <laughs> six foot five, large bald guy, like, you know, with prison tattoos comes over and taps on <laughs> the shoulder and says, time to go. Yeah. That's funny. So, okay, so you're from Oregon. Yes. And Thank you for pronouncing it correctly. You're welcome. You're welcome. Usually I think, when I say I'm from Portland, Oregon, they're like, oh, you're from Oregon there, guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Damien Lizard, that different, that trailblazer, he's a, he's a shooter. <laughs> so, um, so you moved to the Valley over 10 years ago. Yeah. Or, uh, like what what excites you about the comedy scene up here um and i guess if you could talk about i guess what what i put in the caption which is that there are a lot of opportunities for comedians right now um so to me like just to preface this um i i can't speak on your individual experience with oregon but um it seems like there's been like three little (laughs) micro waves um like small waves in the past like three or four years where it was like there was kind of that core group and to me it's the it's what that documentary that you just shared yeah. and i saw that for the first time like a year later like a couple of weeks ago i feel like they were kind of the first little wave um and then there was kind of like a couple of them maybe i don't know what they're doing but it doesn't seem like they're as active and then um there's kind of this second wave and maybe a couple of them fell off and now it's kind of like there's there's kind of this but it's still going yeah so there's like there's like a core group of guys as in guys that would go to majority of the mics the majority of weeks and there's always around and and so they communities become friends with each other and then they network and um and they kind of push um, each other and write together and hang out. Yeah, there's a couple mics that uh, actually um, right down the street here, the attic has a, a mic. It's tonight. It's so probably make that in about 45 minutes or an hour. Um, they they create that. They have a um, doors open like an hour and a half before the the open mic, and comedians can go there and eat and drink and hang out and um, and they I've seen guys like to bring their their, their notebooks that you know when they think of an idea all week long they write down ideas and things like that and they come and hey i was thinking about this you know blah, 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 blah. And, and i do the same thing too i had a conversation after open mic the guy had a joke and i said that reminds me of a story that i went through and like he's like oh yeah i had that happen similar to me and whatever i could change that joke so it goes this way like and so just kind of um like kind of a laboratory uh, like create a culture of um of 
like helping each other, but also like finding some some safe places where they can work on stuff without feeling stupid or feeling judged or whatever. Like, yeah, like something's not funny, you know, you can politely like, uh, I'm not sure that will hit, but you can try it, but you know, or give suggestions and work things out. And um, yeah, there's guys that um, are all, you know, all different personalities, all different styles of comedy there. I mean, there's tons of different styles of performance, you know, art, the way you present your words, the way your cadence, the, you know, the way you, you know, your pauses and there's different styles. So, um, they, there's some guys that are like, are, uh, really academic about it. We'll read books, the comedy Bible, you know, how to write jokes, um, theories and, um, about styles and, um, comedy and theories and philosophies about comedy and and they get really into it that way and um and some people just um just watch youtube videos about comedians they like and pick up um things that they do and then incorporate it into that into their act and some people just wing it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so i guess as a as a follow-up and part of me feels like this is like a I don't know, a weird question to ask. But I think, like, I always wonder, like, what what does it, like, what does the comedy scene need other than more time, obviously, just to develop and, um, and more talent? Um, and, like, I guess to, an- to answer my own question in a way, like, part of me feels like a, a couple like one person who kind of like gets a lot of traction but not like too much traction too fast would be really good for the scene but i don't know like what what's your take how long would it take for the scene to get strong enough to where it can really be the subject of fascination or of of envy how long and and how how does it build i think I think it depends on the quality. So there's people that do what I do that have, that are jerks. They, they don't, they'll ask comedians to do free shows and, um, or, or they pay them 10 bucks and beer or, um, they, um, build a bad reputation. And actually, you know, I won't name names, but, um, so how I kind of got, I'm kind of getting on a rabbit trail, but I think this is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so how I kind of got into scene is I had, I had some creative friends that were in, in um, entertainment and I'd help them. You know, I started helping them with um, social media and, you know, creating memes and videos and things like that and help, help their comedy careers and, um, you know, met some people. And so I started working with a comedy producer that um, did like a comedy tour and, um, and I was only with them for a matter of months and I quit. I said, hey, like I caught you in three lies, you know, I can't work without integrity. And then found out there's a female that was working with us, you know, told me a story about him being inappropriate with her, which, you know, which is, um, which I, you know, I have no grace for. And, um, and then I, and then later, as soon as I quit people, all these people came with, came to me with, um, um, questions. Well, one, they're like, 
Like, will you help me start, you know, start some shows down in Fond du Lac? Like, there's no, there's nothing down there. There's no, it's like an entertainment desert. Like, yeah, we'll do something. Like, and that's how I kind of started my own business. But, um, but this other producer, like, um, just was, did not have integrity. It was, was kind of sketchy. And I had a comedian said, I've never gotten paid two years ago. He still has never paid me. And another comedian was like, it'd been a, it'd been a month. I hadn't gotten paid. So I showed up at his door and demanded the money. I'm like, wow. Like, um, and like a bigger national comedian that I'm friends with, um, this guy tried to book him and, and the manager shut, the, shut the show down. It said like, you know, he was doing some sketchy stuff and breach of contract. Like, you know, he, the manager said, like, you know, my client will not be working for you. Like, um, so that made me want to do things well, do mm-hmm. things right. And um, so, so, so there are people like him that give comedy a bad name. If he, so if he has a bad reputation, then only like newbies or, or people that don't know him or are ignorant of the situation, they'll work for him. Like, or he'll only goes to open mic, like open mics out of town. And bring, like sometimes his quality of his comedians aren't, isn't good either. Like he'll, he'll book like amateurs to do headline and it's just not a great show. Like it's not, it's not as professional. Um, so when it comes to Fox by comedy, I try to bring in, find a solid person that is, is tenured, you know, to be the headliner. Some, sometimes it's three comedians. Sometimes they'll do four comedians or five comedians. You know, that's usually a show called a showcase when people, more comedians, smaller amount of time, but a traditional show, you know, you have, you know, a host or MC, a feature and then a headliner. I try to find like there's some good headliners in the area. There's actually some national comedians that 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 tour around and do clubs, professional clubs, and they live right here in Apple, you know, Appleton and Asha area. Um, but um, but even when I I've decided though, like like I want the Fox Valley comedy scene to grow. Even when I bring in the headliner from Chicago or Madison or Milwaukee or Detroit, like I will have like locals like from the Fox Valley uh, also on the show. So it gives, so t- for the scene to grow, you need to practice. They need to go to open mics and practice. But like a lot of them are fr- have, sh- have shown frustration, have told me about their frustration. Like, like, I just don't know if this joke is funny or not. Like, I think it is, but like, all I have is the other drunk comedians in the, in the crowd laughing at it. And that, that's not really a real crowd is open mics isn't, there's, there's not always like people up the street open mics. Most of them, they're welcome. They're at places where they can go. They're they're welcome. Audiences are welcome, but there's not right now. And even in normal times, there's not a huge crowd Mm -hmm. that will come to an open mic. Sometimes when people come to the bar, like, oh, there's an open mic here, but they don't care. So they talk the whole time and they kind of ruin the show too. Like, so it's, it's always about, it's real finicky. Like you just never know what's going to happen. There's a lot of surprises all the time in the comedy scene, but they need practice at open mic, but then they need practice at paid shows too. So that's why like the first one we're doing in April 9th is a, it's a showcase and a couple of those guys have never done paid shows before and never done like so just give us smaller amounts of time guys are only doing eight to ten minutes but i got like five five different comedians eight to ten minutes each um the headliner is going to do a little bit more at the end so um and they 
you know, profusely thank me. And the other thing too is, is like, as I stay in touch with the vibe of the comedy scene, the heartbeat of the comedy scene, and know when people are improving, then you give them a shot at more time. Instead of, instead of hosting all the time, I'm gonna give you a shot to, to feature and do 20 minutes mm-hmm. instead of 10 minutes. Or, so opportunities and... Yeah. So one thing that like Milwaukee comedy scene does, they do like guest sets. Like you can do five minutes for free at this paid show or whatever. I don't really do that, but because I believe if I'm making money, you should make money too. Like, but, um, you know, um, every now and then I'll get, like there was a show in Appleton. Um, one of the comedians said, hey, this comedian that, that I did a show with down in Beloit, he's, been, he, he's visiting some friends tonight in Appleton. Like, what do you think about having him on the show? I'm like, sure. If he wants to do five, five, six minutes, that's fine. You know, so that was the opportunity to take advantage of that opportunity. Um, someone I would have never known who he was, whatever, because he's is down in the you know Beloit in Chicago, Illinois area. Mm-hmm. It's mostly where he does his comedy. And nice. You know, I opened a show once at the Reeve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It was the Reeve Underground. <laughs> UW Oshkosh. Was it all college? Was it all UWO students? Yeah, so my junior year of college, there was no comedy club on campus. So I started a comedy club, and uh, we had kind of a, a modge podge group of like, we had like eight to 10 people who would come regularly. And you did improv and stand up, right? We would, at the club, we would mostly do improv just for fun. Um, it was a little more like accessible, but if someone wrote something, they would like, which that was the problem was like one or two people would write, nobody else would write. So it was like, if you wrote something, come on, like go, you know, feel free to show it, but otherwise we'll just talk about comedy and do some improv. But, uh, yeah, I think we had a five student show that like the reunion board who like does events through Reeve put together and they kind of like tapped us to see if we had anybody. And so three of our people, me and two others did the show. Nice. One of the dudes still lives, lives in Menasha. I don't know if he does open mics. I don't think he does, but I think he's still interested in comedy. So he should. And then the girl from our club who did it, she killed it by far. I like to think I was second, but she killed it by far. And uh, she's from Illinois, and she's got like three million followers on TikTok now. Wow! Yeah, from making funny videos with a cactus. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's really cool though. Um, but yeah, I opened the show. I think I did like four minutes or something, and then everybody up. Well, everyone up. On average, everyone was doing like seven, eight. And uh, it was fun, though. And then I've only done one open mic. Yeah, since. I know you did Skyline. I did Skyline once, yeah. It didn't go that well, they but kicked, that's They okay. kicked you out and said, never, don't come back. Yeah, so I've never <laughs> been back to Skyline. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I'd like to. Well, so you know this. I don't know if others do, but I, I live in Madison now, and I'd actually like you said there's no open mics there though they, right? they just started one at the revolver so yeah. i think that's a bar i'm not I, i've never been there 
Okay. Um, but I, I can, yeah, it's Thursday. So you use it down there Thursdays? Usually. Okay. Usually at least Wednesday, yeah, I Thursday. Think, yeah, I think it's um, Brooke Whitehead is a comedian who runs or is involved. I don't know if he runs it or he's involved with it. I think he might host it. Yeah, it's called a Revolver. And you know what? Actually, I think it is downtown. I think it's down. I don't know if it's on state, but it's down. It's downtown, I think. Okay. Sweet. But they have an awesome club called Comedy on State. And they have huge headliners they bring in from all over. Um, so they, they have, that's a high-quality club. Um, but I also wanted to mention, um, so we said, we said there was no, no comedy clubs in Milwaukee up until, it was about a, a year, year and, and a half, half. ago. Yeah. Um, so the producers of Milwaukee Comedy Club, they, got a, they bought, their, bought a building. It was actually an old Sprecher's Brewery. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Oh yes, we should talk about the connection of brewery, brewery and comedies. Like how good comedy does at breweries too. So, um, how are we doing on time? So they, so they, they renovated it, made it into a club. It's called the Laughing Tap. So if you're ever in Milwaukee on a weekend, I think they usually will do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night shows. Um, they've been bringing in some some good talent um, from the out of town. But being in Milwaukee, you're so close, so to Chicago, and there's thousands of comedians in Chicago, and um, and uh, you know, a hundred really awesome comedians out of Chicago. Besides. New York being the best like comedy city, LA second because it's an entertainment capital. Chicago is is you know stand up comedy is huge in Chicago. So. You know that's the exact order of population in America: New York, LA, Chicago. Three biggest cities. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it? Yeah, Denver's next, right? No, probably. I think Denver might be the fourth. I could be wrong. Yeah, only because it of might be a Texas city, but. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco's huge, but that's, like, Oakland and San Jose. I feel like Joe Rogan, like, messed up Austin. Like, Austin will probably be... Well, I see, I heard a couple local... I have There's a local guy that is talking about moving to Austin. He feels like, you know, his opportunities are running dry, you know, in the area. He, you know, he feels like he's done everything he can around here. The next, so that's what... some People that really wanted to pursue comedy, and I've seen it at least four or five times the last couple of years, well, probably four times the last couple of years, they really want to try to do stand-up comedy full-time, be a, be a career, and not have to have a day job. So, you know, next is to, to move, move to a different city. It may or may not have to be bigger, but different yeah. cities, it's, it pushes you, the, pushes you to grow, pushes you to out of your comfort level, um, but also fresh, a fresh start too. Mm-hmm. Um, and p- people don't have any preconceived ideas for me. So you can, you can um, be present how you want to be presented. Um, yeah. But um, so I don't remember Jake Shane. Yeah. You interviewed him. Yep. Um, on this podcast, like a year and a half, two years ago. So he was at that level. So he moved to Minneapolis, but poor guy, he moved it like a year ago, like right, right before, COVID, um, yeah. and then right before the riots and everything, like yeah, in in, um, in Minneapolis, well, all of all of it. I mean, yeah, COVID in Minneapolis. So yeah, um, um, yeah, and you know, some moved to New York and some moved to LA, and yeah. So I think it's interesting. I think there's for sure growth that comes with moving anywhere, starting new, 
you have to forge new paths, new relationships. I think that's important. And I think moving to a bigger city can be the inspiration. But I really, like, as long as people word it as though they're moving for that inspiration and that growth, well, okay, well, there is a limited amount of opportunities at the end of the day. But like like you said, right now, if you move to Minneapolis, you have more opportunities here. There is There is a level of, like, if you're good enough, it'll happen. Like if, if Charlie Barron's like when he was blowing up a Manitowoc minute, he, if he just lived in Fond du Lac and just did a show every weekend in Fond du Lac, he could have from scratch built a scene because of what he was doing on the internet, whether it's the stand up chops doing it or the internet doing it. Like he, he could have done that. I guess what I'm saying is like, it's not, that this area all your opportunities ran dry like it's ultimately you need some extra thing to propel your growth you're right that's not just not here right and maybe that's watching better comics right because there's national comedians that work like full-time making comedy who who grew up here in the fox valley and and keep coming back so Mike Merrifield is probably the most famous comedian from, he's had the most, most success, as in he's been on Comedy Central and um, um, what's the other show, um, like Night at the, Night at the Gotham um, and does comedy clubs all over the country, coast to coast. Um, you know, he keeps a, um, a duplex in Menasha, you know, when he's back here and he's got family here and he comes back here and, um, uh, Carl Strong is um, who you interviewed also. Mm-hmm. Like he, um, like he's got quite the story of gr- growing up in a rough neighborhood in Milwaukee. And <laughs> again, he he attributes um, Boys and Girls Club keeping him out of trouble when he was a kid and got an opportunity in music and was one of the pips of, of you know Gladys Knight and the Pips and um, was it Gladys Knight Pips? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gladys Knight and the Pips and. Um, and started doing comedy with his music. And so pre-COVID, spent majority of the year, like nine, 10 months out of the year, on do, f- doing full, um, like high performance level variety shows of comedy and music on cruise ships and come back to his little condo in, in Oshkosh. He said, he said, I could live anywhere else I wanted to in the world, you know, but he goes, I like the slow pace of Oshkosh. Everyone's friendly, I love the water. Um, you know, and I'm still, you know, within driving distance of his extended family. Mm-hmm. Like that. So it's cool. It's, it's one of the cool things about Wisconsin as a whole and Northeast Wisconsin is that so many people do feel drawn to come back because of family, because of whatever. And I think to me, that's one of the hopeful things about the scene because, because it seems like every, you know, two years ish either someone big in the core group of like the scene up here either like moves on to a bigger opportunity or kind of like takes a step back Mm -hmm. and that's fine um and right now but that also go ahead finish that but to keep but to keep the hope alive i think when you have these these people who have some connections or have some success and they feel drawn to come back it, it is hopeful that there will be the the foundations will will stay here even as everyone floods to these urban zones you know more urban zones right 
Yeah, so that documentary you're talking about, it's called The, the, the Fools of the Fox Valley. Um, so that was a UWO student. That was a UWO. He did a great job. Yeah, Lee. Um, like, just blown away at that. So I, I keep mm-hmm. posting, I'll post that um, every so often. Um, especially right now, I just posted it when you saw it because there's an influx of, of um, new followers. Yeah, eight, ten um, new amateur oh. guys that are that are starting to try comedy at open nice. mics. So I wanted them to see, like, kind of the history of where we were, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Because um, some of those people are yeah are not in the scene one like moved or some of them have taken a step back mm-hmm. and it's a real bummer like i reached out there was one guy who wanted the book and hey i got it because there was a show there was a headliner that i booked them for during covid and the show got canceled and he was so excited he goes i can't believe you got this guy he's gonna blow up he's gonna be huge and um so i just reached out to him i said hey, you know hey i'm br- i finally i got to book him again um, he's he's coming to town. I'm I'm bringing him in from Chicago, and um, he's not in New York anymore. He's in Chicago. I'm bringing him in, and and um, the local he's like, you know, with stress of everything going on in my life right now, I've decided to take a step back from from comedy, get my priorities, get my life straight. And so that's kind of like what I did. Like I said, I stepped back from your services, mm-hmm. um, and just not to overextend myself, yeah. but also try to you know put my family first. Um, and then again, like, but the, the, the side business, Fox Valley comedy, like I said, is an outlet for me. And it, it, um, it, like it jazzes me. It, it gives me life. Like it's fun. And if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. So a couple of people have said, well, like, why don't you start your own club? You start renting a building, start booking shows every weekend. Like, like you know, you've had success with what you do, why don't you take it to the next level? And I I don't feel drawn to do that, mm-hmm. at least right now. Maybe in the future, but doing it every weekend, that's my life. I'm never home, I'm never, I'm never home Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights. Like, I have to deal with all the complaints, all the customers, having to deal with all the business, and like, it just, that does not sound fun. Like, mm-hmm. again, you need a good team around you to do something like that. and. You know, life is not going that direction right now, but um, so I'm not pursuing that. Yeah, I think it, I think it's good maybe that someone like you found your way into the role you're in as like one of the the most consistent producer in in the region, um, where you're at in your life, etc. Because you do the things you're drawn to. You're just like you don't take on all the extra. Like when I first started Venture Wisconsin four years ago, like until maybe until maybe I moved to Madison, until maybe about you know six months ago or a year ago, I would take on every everything that came my way, and that it's not always good, you know. So I think biting off more than you can chew with something like that. Not that it's more than you can chew, but shit, it's a lot to chew. Yeah, you know. So. Another cool thing about, I think about, you know, you and I each are um, entrepreneurs. We own our own businesses, and um, you know what? We're the boss. We can we can design our business any any way we want to. So honestly, I love comedy. 
I love craft beer. So that's that's why I started booking shows, you know, at breweries. I um, approached Dan and Patty Dringoli and asked, you know, kind of told them what I did and asked asked to meet with them and just had a good conversation and you know worked out um, made an agreement as far as. Um, doing shows at their venues and um, that led to you know meeting other brewers and starting booking at Appleton Beer Factory and Mm -hmm. um, and since then I've helped with like the Winter Bear Festival and um, met a lot of brewers and I don't have time to do it but I could do a lot more shows like um, I think that would be fun like like but you know it's like you know again like in life in everything you gotta have balance I think the world works better when you have balance in your life mm-hmm. so too much of one thing can make your life tip over and destroy other parts of your life so i think having right. you know having good um so I, you know i run things by my wife too i'm like this is what i'm thinking about the future for for the, the comedy thing like this uh, this is not the other and you know and we'll kind of ask for her input because she's huge support because when i'm not at home you know she's she's taking the role role of everything else and um but it's also fun to work together. So when um, we can get a babysitter and she can come and work, work the shows with me too. It's not really a date night, but she just likes being around me and then, then she gets to know the people that I know. But also, honestly, one of the best ways to get a good reputation is to introduce your wife to them. Like like the female comedians are not intimidated by me. They're not, they know I'm not gonna hit on them or get creepy like because my wife's right there. Like, and I, you know, and I introduce them to my wife. Like, you know, <laughs> honestly, that's that's kind of a blessing in disguise too. So um, there's not very many female comedians in the Fox Valley. You know, there's there's a handful of Madison and Milwaukee, but that's something that I, like I ran into, um, like at my new job, I ran into, the lady, she's she's so stinking funny. I said, "Oh, you got to try comedy open mic." Like, yeah. you know, so I'm always trying to promote, like, have more females like to to try comedy. And I've there's a um, there's an awesome comedian out of Green Bay, um, Kristen Lighty, and she's traveled all over the United States. She's done um, over a dozen, fifteen different comedy festivals um, over the years. Um, but she has family in Green Bay, so eventually. Things happened in her personal life, and she ended up deciding to move back to Green Bay to be in her family. And um, she's an awesome talent. And um, she, um, so I, I uh, messaged back and forth with her a little bit. And that's one thing we talked about is like, how do we promote more women getting into comedy? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just better when you can have a female on the show. People, the crowd love it. The crowd loves having female comedians. Like. Um, it's so I try to I try to to research and find and connect and find more comedians, but usually got to bring them in from out of town. Yeah, uh, Tracy Schrader who lives here in the Appleton area, she's great too. I've, I booked her as a headliner. So, but, I think I think a big piece of like I don't know if it's just like a big piece of making it big or a big piece of. But, like, a big piece of making success in comedy is finding your voice. And I think, like, a lot of times it's hard um, for comics to separate who are they against the greats. And I think what's cool, really cool potentially for, for female comics is, like, um, it seems like there's so much 
territory left to like carve out you know what i mean there's so much opportunity to to establish your cadence your rhythm your subject matter i feel like in terms of like mainstream like mainstream is kind of not allowed as many or maybe not as many women were drawn to it or whatever but that is that is you're right yeah, i don't exciting. i don't know why there's more females on the planet than there are males but you know there's it's gotta be i mean here in the valley it's 10 it's probably like 20 to 1 20 male comedians, oh, comedians. to female comedians yeah. like um but it's interesting yeah um yeah i don't know but i like where however i can help promote that i want to help promote that because we need more female comedians this is better yeah um cool um cool man well we want to hit up that open mic at the attic yeah sweet so Fox Valley Comedy on Facebook, foxvalleycomedy.com. You guys, April 9th, April 23rd, 23rd, and May 19th. Yeah, so here at the brand new tap room, um, Bare Bones Tap Room, Tight Barrel Distillery, it's two businesses in one. They, they're starting to distill their own alcohol, which is really awesome. I don't forget me. It's over there. Um, they, uh, so here, they're going to... It's kind of soft opening. They just opened this as kind of soft opening. I think they said in May they're going to um, kind of do a grand opening weekend. And so we're going to do like, I think it's May 19th, we're going to do a comedy show here. And the next night they're going to do like a, a music show and then um, have some stuff going on. Um, but I just booked another, today I just booked another show that, um, um, so there's different styles of show. And so one show that I, I've done is um, that I kind of, cr- not created, but I, um, call it ladies laughs and loggers so at the breweries but all all female show another one is cool grandpa's a comedy tour that i've been trying to develop so finding like older comedians you know gray hair in their 50s 60s 70s but they're funny um but those those old codgers on the show so i just booked got three guys will kralowitz out of milwaukee david shedlinger out of madison and ken walder out of sherwood um they're gonna do a show on may 23rd no may 25th i think it's not even on the website yet i just booked it today so um that'll be at oshkosh bare bones so that's gonna that's gonna be fun um yeah so will kralowitz actually he's another one he asked me to be on his podcast it's called off the rails is it was the number one podcast out of wisconsin voted number one wisconsin podcast last year um so so i'll be on his show in may so we'll promote that cool grab as a comedy that i booked him for so sweet and then first thursday of every month right yeah first thursday At every bare bones and oshkosh yep. there's an open mic tons of ways to support local comedy and uh i think by supporting you and what you're doing you're supporting local comics too which is awesome so um Sweet. Thanks, Lyle. Yeah, come on down to the, the Bare Bones Brewery downtown uh, Menasha. They're open Thursdays. Right now they're open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. I don't know if they're open Sundays. Dan, you open on Sundays? Yep. Yep. 12 to 5 on Sundays. So it's awesome. They did. They spent a lot of work making this really a really nice tap room down here. Definitely. And, Beautiful. Um, 
beautiful space, a little bigger than the, the Oshkosh area. They got the distillery next door, lots of cool stuff. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. 